This College Hockey Southwest weekly podcast is brought to you by College Bar and Grill, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, OxyPow, Peoria Ford, Super Embroidery and Screen Printing, Oceanside Ice Arena, and DevilsHockey.shop. And now here's your host, Scott Strandy. All right, folks, welcome in to another College Hockey Southwest weekly special Desert Hockey Classic here at Gila River Arena. My man Paul Hornstein is still here. I thought maybe he was going to give up on me for a little bit because it's been a long few days. We've kind of seen a lot of hockey. We've seen a lot of people. We've seen a lot of action. But he's back. Championship day. The championship game, unfortunately, is not going to include Sun Devil Hockey. Unfortunately not. But it's going to be played here at uh, Gila River at 4.30 between the University of Minnesota Duluth and uh, Clarkson Golden Knights. You got half your matchup. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't go with that bias stuff again on me. Please don't go with me? that bias. <laughs> Why would I do anything like that? That's not my style. So anyway, here we are. We're ready to roll. We got uh, a little preview for you of Sun Devil Hockey. We're not going to talk too much about this championship game because they are what they are, right? We know that... Yeah. Two solid teams that are that are very good. And, and let's face it, Duluth last night played really well in, in the beginning of the game. They got themselves out to a, to a two nothing lead early. They fell behind, but once again, when you're a champion, when you've won, yeah, you you don't panic and you come back. They tied the game late, won the game in overtime. Clarkson played a tremendous game last night. Nico Sturm was all over the ice, and. You know, we heard Coach Powers after the game say, when you play like that 100 games, you're going to lose 100 times. Right. And so it's, it's listen, ASU played probably their worst game of the year last night, and the idea now is we have to see how they bounce back. Yeah. Because if you're going to make the tournament, you have to shake off a game like that. Right. You're still playing a high-quality team in Minnesota State, and a win against a team like that is only going to help your pair-wise and you need to play as well as you didn't play last night. As you can probably hear behind us, folks, the uh, the Bulldogs and the Golden Knights have taken to the ice here at Gila River Arena, so we'll continue to talk, but if you hear the uh, the rattle of, of pucks going off glass and boards and sticks and everything, that's what's going on. Um, but, Paul, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's recap last night in, in Sun Devil Hockey. It was a stinker, for lack of a better word, right? <laughs> Listen, you know, unfortunately in sports, Scott, you've been around it a long time at different levels and different sports. You're going to have nights like that. Do they surprise you when you have them? Yes, especially when you haven't played that way for most of a season. But it happened. Now, you can sit there and you can try to analyze it all you want. First thing you have to do is give Clarkson credit for playing a tremendous game. Yes. Okay? Um, so you want to do that first. Because sometimes it is about the other team. Right. Sometimes you can just get beat and you just have to learn how to, to, to move on from there. But that being said, ASU didn't play well last night. They were a step behind. Their passes were not crisp. And they just were never in the game. The only other game they played like that this year was the first Omaha game in Omaha. Right. And they rebounded really well from that game, even though they lost. Uh, as the coach said after the game, if they played like that every night, they'll win 26 games. So we have to see if we get that kind of a rebound effort tonight. Because right now, this game tonight is about as big a game as you're going to get for them for the season. 
Well, let's talk a, a little bit about you and I talked, and we talked to some different people about this being kind of the feel of a, an NCAA regional tournament, right? And we both know in regional tournaments it's one and done, right? right. So hopefully this is going to be a stepping stone. This is what I'm hoping anyway, is that the guys look at this and go, wow, if this had been the regional tournament, our season would have been over last night. Right. You and can't have any more of those, right? Right. You can't have any more of those. And this is the opportunity you get to learn without it doing complete and final and total damage. Right. So that's why tonight's game, Minnesota State's still in the top ten in the pairwise. So while Clarkson was was below ASU in the pairwise, Minnesota State is right there. So you have a chance to salvage your weekend with a win to the, this, this evening. I'm going to throw out something else at you right now, Paul. I did a little research uh, about playing that Gila River, and the reason I think this is important is if if they do get in, and I'm say the, the Sun Devils, get into the NCAA National Tournament, they're going to travel somewhere for a regional. It's not going to be played in their backyard. It's not going to be at Oceanside. So they're going to have to go somewhere and play. Uh, their trips to Gila River have not been good. Um, here's a couple of stats for you. They are 1-10 and 10 in games at Gila River Arena. They have been outscored 15-14 to 14 in games at Gila River Arena. They have been shut out six out of the 11 games they played at Gila River Arena. Uh, I don't know what it is. The place is beautiful. It's got great ice. It's got great fan support. I don't know what it is, but clearly there's something that's not working for them here. I, I Listen, if we had those answers, somebody would be paying us a lot of money, and we wouldn't have to do this because we would be able to be on a beach somewhere with our feet up and little drinks with umbrellas in them and stuff. So... If we had the answers or anybody else had the answers, they, they, they'd be using them. But you're going to play in rinks like this on the road in the NCAA tournament, and who knows, one day you might play here right. yep. in an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, so cool. you need to figure it out. Well, we know there's going to be some lineup changes. You've got the lineup card in front of you. Start with the first line. What are we doing tonight on the top line? Well, they moved Jordan Sandu up to the top line to play with Brett Gruber and moved Johnny Walker back up to the top line. So they've moved Dylan Holman away from that line and put him uh, back uh, on, a, on a line with, with his mate, Anthony Croston, who's still there. Yep. But they put Philip Bunces, who yep. was playing as the extra forward, and they moved him up to that line to get him in the regular rotation. Uh, they dropped Austin Lemieux down to that extra forward in the rotation. And they have Tyler Bush and P.J. Morocco playing with Demetrius Kumanzis on that second line. So there's been a lot of lineup changes as far as the forwards are concerned. And uh, tonight you'll see Max Balanson in the lineup instead of Jacob Stridesburg uh, as one of the defensemen. So there are a whole lot of changes in this right. lot roster tonight. We were all wondering how the coach would respond in terms of what he would do with his lineup. Uh, some people were even speculating, do we see a goalie change? I think that was the least likely of things to happen. Uh, I think if the coach was going to try and send a message like that to his players, he probably would have did that in the third period last night, especially after the third goal. Right. But since it was only 2 nothing at the start of the third period, and you were still theoretically in the game, even though they really didn't show any signs of being in the game last night, uh, that you weren't going to see that change. I thought maybe after Clarkson went up 3 nothing, right. and they did it relatively easy, that you might see a goalie change because the coach wanted to send a message. Uh, and whatever message he obviously was going to send, 
was sent with the lineup that's uh, out there tonight, and hopefully the team responds. Well, here's the thing, and I was mentioning it with our next guest, uh, Ethan Schmidt. I was talking to Ethan a little bit about it, and I said, you know, that game felt a lot more than more than three nothing. It felt a lot more like it was six, seven, eight nothing. So Joey DeCord is pretty solid. Uh, you know, I mean, his goals against average is what, 2.15, something like that. So he only allowed three goals. It didn't ruin his his season record by much. He allowed three goals, big deal. Um, I'm looking for Joey to have a big performance tonight. I mean, a really big performance. I, I think maybe a, a shutout performance. What do you think? Well, listen, I if, if the rest of the team doesn't rebound, it really doesn't matter. Right. Because if he'd only let up one goal last night, it, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> so um, we expect Joey Decord to play at a certain level. What we don't expect and what we didn't see last night was the rest of the team matching that level. Right. And that has to happen. Uh, in tonight's game, or tonight could be worse than 3 nothing. Well, Paul, the music's on. That must mean it's almost time for us to get ready for game time. So we'll visit again at the end of this one, and we'll wrap up this, uh, what's been a really fun week. And, again, I want to thank you for coming all the way out here from New York to be a part of this. It, it means a lot to me. My partner, Tom Callahan, went the other direction. He went to New York. So I got my long-distance devil here. But, okay. No, actually, we do. It's family. Family always comes first. We get that. Absolutely. Tom, we miss you. We miss you, Tom, and we can't wait to get you back. So uh, let's get ready to play some hockey. How about that? All right, we're ready. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co.
Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, welcome into College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I've got the coach of the champions of the 2018 Desert Hockey Classic here in Glendale, Arizona, Casey Jones with Clarkson University. Casey, first of all, congratulations on a great team effort. You guys played very well both nights. Yeah, thanks. I thought we competed at a high level there. It was a good competition, so to come out here on top was uh, it's exciting. I said to some people before, I said, if this is what you guys look like after three weeks off, let's keep taking three weeks off all the time <laughs> or what? Well, I think the three weeks off, though, we got bodies back. Right. We like the last. We were leaking oil there last uh, four or five weeks. So just we didn't have numbers back, so we were trying to find our way. And we've been we played hurt for a long time. So I think obviously the adversity and, and getting some guys some play minutes have put us in a good spot right now. You know, you set the tone last night against ASU with a shutout, and I thought you played real heavy and and very defensive. But yet you took opportunities and and made the most of them. So. You carried that over tonight too, or what was the game plan for tonight? Well, tonight we knew we knew that we weren't going to get a ton of opportunities to score against this team. They, what they do is they lean on you. They they take time and space away, which they did all night. They they cramp your space for transition, and we scored our chances. You know, you have to score your chances against a team like that. They're well coached. They're a really good structured team, and they, they they're really difficult to play against. And we we scored our chances tonight. You know, did a good job on special teams all weekend. Essentially, our one goal was a power play goal. The guy wasn't back on yeah. the ice yet, so an opportunity for that. So that, that kind of won us a weekend. I thought our, our goaltender and our special teams were really good. Talk a little bit about your goaltender. He was uh, sensational last night, very good again tonight. Is that what, the way he's been for you all year? Well, he's good. I, I think he's one of the best in the country. Like, the, we, we were back on our heels. We're a, little, we're a young team. I don't know if you saw that. We have six freshman forwards dressed. Yeah. So I thought off the bat, I thought they were taking it to us. And they, they had an unbelievable chance right in the first shift. We made a mistake on, um, on a transition play. We missed our, missed our pass, and they get right in, and it, it was an unbelievable save. All of a sudden, we settle right in. You know, yeah. he, he gave us a chance. So that's what good goalies do. They give you a chance when you need it. And, um, you know, and then I, I said, we got, we got a couple of goals there on, on our opportunities. And it went from there. And I thought we defended really hard. Yeah. I thought we bite bit pucks all weekend. So that's our identity. That's who we are. And I was really excited for the guys. You know, Jake wins the MVP, but I thought it could have gone to Nico Sturm as well. He had a fantastic tournament and, again, was uh, a force out there again tonight. He's a good player. He's a good player. And there's no, he's not a – like, yeah, I was telling guys before the tournament, like, we – like, he's hard to manhandle. He, you know, the difference in college hockey, I find, is big skill. Right. You know, a lot of people have small skill, but I find sometimes it's, it's that difference is a big skill player, and he offers us that, for, that's for sure. You know, we watched you guys practice Thursday, and I watched all the teams practice, and I said, you guys seem to have the most spirited practice. Was there something about that? It's just our group of guys. You know, we're coming back. We're excited to be back together for the second half. Um, just say they like playing for each other. So I've handed off the team to our leaders a long time ago. So they have a great culture in there that, uh, to compete for each other. And you saw that on the ice here this weekend. So final question for you. This was very similar to what a NCAA regional tournament would be, in my estimation. Do you guys take that away now, knowing that you uh, are built for that? Well, we talked about that coming in. It was, you know, you get a couple of measuring sticks during the course of the season for yourself to look at it. And, you know, Minnesota Luth had a couple guys down to the World Juniors. You know, some, they get some good players, even make it more difficult to play against it. But we, we certainly talked about it coming in here that we wanted to put it back-to-back. And, and then having a short rest, that's what I was most proud of our guys about, having a late game last night, coming back for an early game, and uh, having the energy level after having time off. I was like, it just shows our guys took care of themselves over break. That's, and it means something to them. Program means something to them that they took care of themselves over their 
were there three weeks off. Okay, so you guys are a great champion. Congratulations once again. And uh, I told you, I promised you 75 and sunny, but you're going to take the championship in 55, right? Yeah, I tell you, though, we still had shorts and T-shirts on. <laughs> it Thanks still so, felt warm. Thanks so much, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, you want to get rid of that stink from the rink? Or maybe wipe out the smell of smoke, pets, or other household irritants. When you need an organic-based odor, bacteria, virus, mold, or fungus eliminated safely, naturally, and with no harmful toxins or residues left behind, call on OxyPow. For more information or to get in touch, visit OxyPow.com. That's O-X-Y-P-O-W.com. All right, welcome into College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Jake Kiley's with me, the MVP of the uh, 2018 Desert Hockey Classic here at Gila River Arena. Jake, congratulations, first of all. You guys played a, a stellar game, and and uh, you started it last night. So talk a little bit about last night first, if you would. Um, you know, I think last night kind of talked a little bit about it um, after the game, but I thought we just did a really good job of shutting down a pretty offensive team. Um, you know, we had a game plan going into the game that we wanted to be above them. You know, we wanted to take their time and space away. I thought we did a really good job of that. Um, um, and, you know, it kind of it, it showed in the game they had 16, 17 shots, but, you know, they maybe had one or two good scoring chances. So, you know, can't really be, ha- or can't really be um, upset as a goalie in that one. So a tournament turnaround like this where you played last night and then you have to come right back and play the early game tonight for the championship. Mm-hmm. Coach is talking about you guys' preparation. What was the preparation for you guys? How did you get so sharp and so ready to play? You know, I think that's just been a culmination of all the work that we've done throughout the year. Um, you know, we hit it pretty hard in the fall. Um, you know, we hit it pretty hard in the first half of the season to get us ready for opportunities like this because, you know, in the NCAA tournament, sometimes that's going to happen. You're, you'll play at 7 o'clock at night, have to turn around, play a 3 o'clock game. You know, you never know. Um, so, you know, I think that we've just done a really good job of of, um, of doing those little things away from, away from the ice sheet, um, you know, cooling down, um, warming up, uh, proper nutrition, hydration, stuff like that. Talk a little bit about this ice sheet out here at Gila River. Have you had an opportunity to play in one this size very often? Uh, not not too often. They're pretty new. Uh, college hockey doesn't change a whole lot. I think our sheet's still the same from 1991 when it was built. Um, but, you know, we've had a couple opportunities um, in the past couple of years, and I actually like playing out on the NHL size rinks a lot um, because, you know, there's a little more space for goalies back there to – or a little more time for goalies to get back and make plays on the puck, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I thought that we did a really good job today of just playing the same game plan no matter what size sheet it was. You know, I asked Coach a little bit about this. This felt a little bit like an NCAA regional tournament with the quality of play that was here, and it's kind of a one-and-done thing. Is that the way you guys approach this uh, weekend? Yeah, 100%. Anytime you get a tournament like this with the teams that we had here, um, you know, it's it's always preparation because throughout the year you don't get a ton of that, especially in the ECAC. Sometimes you have you have weekends where you have a good team and then you have a not-so-good team. But, you know, in the NCAAs, you can't afford to take a night off because, you know, your season's done once that happens. So being able to come get the experience like this, play a really good team in Arizona last night, um, and then come out here and play, you know, one of the top teams in the country, returning national champions, a lot of playoff experience in that locker room, um, and to be able to come out on top is big so final question for you what are you going to do with that cactus trophy you got now that's pretty classy huh (laughs) yeah i'm hoping that it passes through security at the (laughs) airport that's number one but you know just bring it back and you know hopefully let the the people of Pottsham and clarkson enjoy a a trophy a championship hey kylie great tournament great win well-deserved mvp thank you thank you all right, welcome into College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We've got who I thought might have been a co-MVP or very close to it, Nico Stern with us, a captain here of, uh, of the Clarkson University Golden Knights. Nico, first of all, congratulations on a great tournament and a great win. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. Tell me a little bit about your style out there. We saw everything from here. We saw you uh, on the penalty kill. We saw you on a power play. We saw you at even strength. Is that is that your game? Yeah, I, I would say so. I think um, I think that's probably my biggest strength is that I'm a pretty balanced player, player and I think uh, coach relies on me in a lot of different situations. And, um, you know, especially as a captain, I feel a responsibility that i got to, you know, take over the game in all kinds of situations and with the lineup that we have you know we have uh, six seven freshmen playing every night it's like we, we need guys to step up like like Jake or, or Devin or me and so um, I feel like for sure that's part of my game in this hockey club right now. Now when we spoke to you on Thursday after practice we watched your practice and I made the comment that I thought you guys had the most spirited practice of anybody it was like you weren't just going through the motions you were preparing for something were you? Yeah, like I told you, when we met before Christmas and went on break, we said uh, when we come back, uh, those are going to be the next the next two, three games are going to be the most important ones of the season, and uh, we can't slack. We only had that uh, two we had two practices and then the, the pregame skate, so um, we knew there's only so much time to prepare, and we uh, we need to you know take those 60 minutes that we have out there in practice and really even make the best out of it. And I, th I thought we did. I thought the preparation really carried over into the game that we had this weekend. And I talked to your coach and I talked to Jake and I said the same thing. It's kind of felt like a NCAA regional tournament because of the quality of play that you had here. Did you guys take that as, hey, this, is a, this could be a one and done, this could be a regional? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you look at the quality of the teams that were here this weekend. Um, uh, I think uh, they were like all in the, on the, all top, the top, 20. top 20. So. Yeah. I mean, that says it all. For us, that was a measuring stick. That's what we said coming into the tournament. Uh, we want to look where we're at right now. Uh, we want to compete against the best in the nation. And, you know, uh, we got to take what we learned from this tournament here this weekend and, and, and take that forward. Nico, I appreciate your time. Good luck the rest of the way. We'll be following your career, and, and hopefully you're going to be around for a little while longer. But, but uh, when you get into the NHL, let's talk, okay? We'll see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Want to do something fun and interesting for your next group outing, family get-together, or birthday party? Well, check out an ice rental at Oceanside Ice Arena. Oceanside offers private skating group rates that include figure or hockey skate rental for all skaters in the group. Oceanside also does private ice rental for hockey and other events as well. Call Adam Mims at 480-941-0944, extension 11, or visit them online at OceansideIceArena.net. All right, welcome in. Another edition of, edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. You can tell here I've been around this arena a little while. My voice is getting a little raspy. I'm talking to people, but that's not going to stop me from talking to Ethan Schmidt with, uh, what are we calling you now? What, what, what role are you playing today, Ethan? Oh, uh, well, for the tournament, <laughs> I've actually been on the ASU student radio station, Blaze Radio, and uh, we're out here broadcasting uh, all four games. I did, I did the first game yesterday solo, so that was interesting. <laughs> Um, but uh, I'm still I'm still writing for Devils in Detail as well. I saw your story. I know that was a, a tough one for you last night. It's always fun to go interview a coach after a losing game, right? Yeah, Coach Bowers is not too happy with uh, last night's performance. But I mean, I, he probably could have been a lot harder on him. On him, but uh, you know that's how it goes. I, taking taking a bad beating like that. Well, you know, some of the times that you visit with Coach Powers after a loss, he'll tell you something that you know maybe it wasn't what he told the, the guys, but he's so even keel and keeping things on a roll. That's why the team is where they're at, in my estimation. Your thoughts? Um, definitely. I feel like he he's just trying to keep them going, going forward. And, you know, the whole season, we I mean, everybody knows that this has a, been a historic season for them. But 
any time that he's asked about the win count, he's like, it doesn't matter. It's, uh, you know, the next one where you want to keep winning. And I'm sure last night was hard for him because of that, you know, especially, and you, you and I talked about it, coming into here and having a crowd like that and, and not being able to perform at the high level that they've been this season. And last night he told he told he told the media that he told the players to just flush it. You know they got to reset, completely flush it, and uh, we'll see how they respond tonight. Absolutely. Well, they've got a big one tonight. Of course, all four of these teams were, were great teams coming in, but Minnesota State is no slouch as we saw them go to overtime with uh, Minnesota yep. Duluth and and lose that one in kind of a heartbreaker at the uh, halfway through the overtime period, but. When we look towards tonight's games, we're, we're talking about a Sunderville team that really needs to step up the intensity, right? Mm-hmm. Get some scoring chances, get all four lines rolling. I thought last night Brinson Paschuk may have played the poorest game I've seen him play. I don't know if he wasn't feeling well or what it was with Brinson, but he just didn't seem like himself at all. Is that what you noticed as well? Yeah, um, Brinson's usually that guy that's uh, confident with the breakouts, confident bringing it up, uh, you know, kind of an offensive-minded defenseman at times, but... You know, all the, all the Sun Devils struggled getting the puck through the neutral zone, and they just they Coach Power said it they got outworked, and uh, and special teams was was pretty awful for the Sun Devils. You can't you can't give a team that many chances, and Clarkson was able to capitalize on their chances, and ASU wasn't, even though they had eight power plays of their own. So definitely definitely areas of concern going into this game, and they have to step up in all phases of the game. So. Did you think that that score was indicative of the game, way the game was played? I mean, it was three nothing, but to me, it could have been six, seven nothing the way it was played. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, it, you know, the Sun Devils not even able to get a point on the board despite having eight power plays. Um, it and Clarkson really did outplay them, and Clarkson could have put up even more points. But you know, ASU's always had Joey Decord. He he, even though it wasn't his best game, he still made some critical saves. To, to keep it the score down like you're saying so you know it's just going to take a, a group a group effort to come they got to put on a new face tonight and try a little bit harder well we can't complain about the, the fan support out here last night was great i think it was almost 5,000 in here which is was awesome you know mm-hmm. it tells you that if the team keeps winning and you get a new arena and it's a 5,000 seat arena it's going to look pretty full most of the time yeah. So we'll, we'll hope that that keeps rolling along and that uh, this is just a blip on the radar. I think it is, to be honest with you. I think they'll come back and, and perform well tonight. But um, disappointing, I guess, is the word that I would use. It's like, I don't know what happened. But on, on the other side of the coin, Clarkson, in my estimation, looked the best on Thursday's practice out here. I mean, they were so intense going through their drills and things. So I was not surprised to see them come out that way. And Let's be fair, Clarkson's a pretty big, heavy team as well, and I don't know if ASU's faced a lot of teams like that all season long. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the Sun Devils didn't quite match up with the physicality, and uh, I don't know if it is coming to Gila River Arena, and like you, uh, you and I talked about, they they didn't have that practice like the other three teams did here. Maybe that was a, a reason behind the poor performance uh, last night. So coming into this game, it's going to take a lot more physicality, and maybe ASU will bring in one of their bigger defensemen off from the healthy scratch list, uh, maybe like a Max Balancing or a Connor Stewart, somebody like that that's not afraid to get physical, and um, and that's what they're going to have to do, especially against one of the best teams in the country in Minnesota State. 
Well, win, lose, or draw, we can tell you that this has been a huge success. I mean, to bring this kind of talent to a holiday classic, like I said, I researched it as, as oh, deep yeah. as I could go, and I haven't seen four ranked teams in a holiday tournament for, if ever, it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been it's a loaded tournament, <laughs> to say the least, and it's been a lot of fun. Really cool to see two of the best teams in, in Minnesota besides St. Cloud State go at it here, and... ASU having that chance to build on their resume, um, you know, talked about it already, f- fell off last night, but tonight is, an, is another possible stepping stone they can take. They're, they've already had the best season ever in program history, so now it's about them trying to make progress toward getting in the NCAA tournament. And this, this game tonight against Minnesota State is ever important when you're talking about the pairwise rankings yeah. going forward. So... Just got to go out and compete. Even if it's close, it'll still it'll still keep them a little bit level in the in those rankings. And here's the the disadvantage of it. We'll wrap it up with this one, Ethan. But there's 13 games left, including tonight. So there's not a whole lot of games to make moves. You got to get you got to start recording wins fast. Yep. Uh, to get to that magic number that I What's said was tw- <laughs> I say 22. So if 22. we can reduce it to uh, seven, if we get a win tonight, but you got to start knocking off wins because you don't have enough time left. The coach talked about that before the tournament that, you know, they'd already played a majority of their schedule and they can't afford to to take any more losses, really. Yep. So, well, let's hope tonight's a good outcome, a good showing, and, uh, of course, it's going to be on, on Pac-12 Network again, so they're going to get some more media media shot there. You guys have it on the radio, so yep. we're looking forward to hearing it, seeing it, and uh, forks up. All the coverage. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Thanks, Ethan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. All right, welcome in to another Between Periods here at the uh, Desert Hockey Classic Gila River Arena. It's College Hockey Southwest Weekly. You guys don't know these two. You will soon, right? We know that we know their son, goaltender Joey Decord. I got Brian and Danella that Decord with us all the way from Boston, Massachusetts. So first of all, welcome to the Desert Southwest. Thank you. Thank you. The first this is actually our first game in Arizona. Oh, very our nice. First weekend. Yeah, very we hadn't made it here yet because they travel to New England quite a bit, so we're able to see them when they come to town. First question I got for you is, why in the world did you make your son become a goaltender? Oh my goodness. I think it's because of you, Brian. You know? Brian was a, was a goalie. Right. And ever since he was little, that's who he looked up to. It's like those goalie pads, you know? I, I hear you. Well, he was, it was interesting because he always played both. Right. So he played on a club team as a goalie, and he played for his town team as a player. And it hit that point where he had to make a decision. He goes, I really like scoring goals, but I think I'm really good at goalie, so I'm going to stick with goalie. I asked him the other day about uh, playing the puck. I said, what's more fun, getting the shutout or scoring a goal? What do you think he told me? Um, oh, my God, I could go with both. Scoring a goal? Scoring a goal. We're waiting for that to happen. It's going to happen this season, trust me. So One thing about him and the puck handling, is there's a kid that spent hours on hours in the basement with a shooting sheet and he would handle the puck with player gloves and a player stick right and he'd do his figure eights and he'd shoot he shot 
He shot a million pucks as a kid. A million pucks. Yeah. You can tell he loves to play the puck. I asked him the other day about it again, and he said that he liked to play the puck because he liked to help the team out and move the puck out of the zone quicker. One of the positives this year for the team is they've cleared the zone a lot easier, so it makes a big difference. But does that make you nervous at all either way when he's playing the puck? No, not anymore. Like, I we love it, and you know we're so thankful to Greg Powers because you have coaches that don't want the goalies to handle the puck, right? And he just said, "Hey, Joey, is something you do well? You know, go do, just go." And and he's going to make mistakes. He does it so often. There's going to be mistakes made. And Greg says, "Hey, I didn't understand that." And you just. Hey, you do what you do, so it's been great. Well, you know, Greg being an old goaltender himself, you know, he's got a little special side for his goaltenders out there. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Yes. So you guys get to come down here over the holidays, so you break out a little cold and snow for a little sun. I promise 75, we got 55. That's why our jackets, you know. Um, but, oh, my God, we take 55 or close to 60 over 22 in Boston, you know. <laughs> So here's the question for you. Are you guys prepared if this team makes it into the NCAA tournament? Are you ready for an NCAA regional with the pitchfork in it? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think I think it'd be tremendous for hockey in right. general. Just, I mean, you're always looking to grow the game. And uh, one of the things that I hear everywhere, everybody knows what ASU is doing. Right. Like, it, it's not like all of a sudden ASU is doing well and a few people know. Like, everybody recognizes the fact that ASU is doing well, and it's really good for everybody. It's, it's really good for hockey if they can, if they make the tournament. It's it's a great it's a great day for hockey. You know, and when I talk about the Sun Devil hockey team, and I talk to Coach Powers on a regular basis, and he always tells me one of the things he's most proud of are the student athletes that he has. Yes. I mean, this group are uh, very good students as well, and I'm guessing that's important to you guys as well. Oh, very important. We said school first, yeah. hockey second, because uh, at too has been he gets home at Christmas time and he's got this scholar athlete stuff on and I'm like what is that he goes well you know because if you do well academically right the school rewards the kids they give them some gear and yeah. some sweatshirts and scholar athlete on it I think yeah. the school I mean it's fantastic what they do it's been yeah. tremendous like ASU has been phenomenal with on our end you know with Joey and it's amazing all right, two questions for you. We're going to end up this way. Yes. As a mom, yes. what do you think of 135 different uniform combinations for this team? It's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Are you guys prepared to have five jerseys at some point? I understand there's five jerseys coming down Are the road. You, really? Oh That's what I hear. God. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Final question for you is, Joey tells me he can't wait to get home at Christmas time because you guys have another son. And I know how much of a family kid he is, so, so tell us about the other son. Oh, Alex, he's great. So, just a very, very bright kid, very smart. Uh, he's at St. Anselm's College now, and he's on the hockey team there, and it's his first year, a freshman. He's, he's loving the school. He's got great friends and, and a great bunch of guys on the team, so it's a really good fit for him. We're really proud of him. So it's nice to have a son that's a, a big brother as well, right? Oh, yes, absolutely, yep. Guys, was, thank you uh, so much. It was so exciting. Uh, Joey gave a call out to Alex in the last interview, and Alex was, we were watching, he was so pumped up. It was great to see as a dad. You know, it was great to see. He tells me that all the time he talks about him, and he said, he, I asked him about Christmas time. I said, going back home, I said, what's going to be the most important? He said, well, seeing mom and dad, but, but seeing my little brother is going to be more fun. Yes, of course. Yeah.
I appreciate you guys taking the time. Enjoy the rest of the game. We got a one nothing lead after the first period. Time to get a shutout and a win. How about that? Yeah, that would be great. Yes. Yeah. All no right. Sun no Sun yes, Devils forks up. Thank you. I mean, it was, I think we were pissed off because it should have been a goal. I mean, it should have been a goal. 100 times out of 100, that's a goal. Um, we didn't interfere with the goalie. We didn't push their guy into the goalie. The goalie had time to get up and recover. His guy was on top of him. Um, that, that's a good goal. And, and I don't care what anybody says. Um, but our guys, um, it pissed them off, and they, and they drove forward, and we found a way to, to, to get it. Coach, talk about Joey again, his performance uh, all weekend. He was solid, wasn't he? He was good. He was really good. I think he, he would want that second one back, though. Yeah. Um, it, that was, that was uh, a potential backbreaker. It didn't end up baking our back. In the third period, we were incredible. Uh, we shortened the bench a little bit just with nine guys that we thought were really going. And, and um, yeah, I thought we carried the play in the third period for the most part. And uh, But Joey was good. You shortened the bench, but you brought out uh, Balance and Lemmy for the shootout. Total team effort at the end? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it, Lemmy's, we see those guys in practice, what they can do. And, you know, Bally doesn't have a goal in the year. He's only have, this is his third game that he dressed. And, but he's really skilled. He's very good with the puck. And, um, and we needed to shoot it. You know, the guys were getting too cute and fancy, and, and, and I knew Bally was just going to let it go, and, and, uh, and he put it in. The difference from last night to tonight in regards to the start of the game, what did you like about your team's performance? Well, we started Cliff's line, and, and they set the tone for us. They laid a couple big hits, and, you know, we, we played to our identity really for the most part, uh, you know, outside of about seven, eight minutes there in that second period. That's a really good team. They're heavy. Uh, they got a bunch of big mules that can play, and, and they played – they played. Uh, they played really well in the second period. But outside of that, I thought we just played to our identity and, and played really well. A lot of shuffling in the lines prior to today's game. Probably the most we've seen from you guys this season. What uh, you know? What did you see, and how did you want to restructure the lines after last? Well, night? we got shut out last night. We didn't. We didn't generate very much. Um, and today, I thought. I thought they were really good. I mean, you know, right away, you know, Johnny found Sandy on the back door there, and. Um, and, and it just it just worked, you know. And then even in the third, we made an adjustment and put Steen and gave gave Bushy was going tonight. He was going. He was really going. And, and PJ is having a good game. So I wanted to give them some some size and some beef to open up some space. And that's what Steen does. And Steen was that was maybe one of the best games he's played since he's been here. Johnny, with all the goals he scores with that first one, he had a chance to shoot before he gave it to, to Jordan. Just that kind of shows all around game he has. Yeah. Well, you know, we we, we tell him he needs to pass it. Right, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's he doesn't like giving it up. So I think we were riding him for, for the last couple of weeks, and uh, but he can make plays. Johnny can make plays, and, and uh, he proved that with that with that play. Obviously, this isn't really home for you guys. You guys have had a little success here in the past. What does a shootout victory for you guys do, knowing that you guys are gonna be back here in a week? I think I think you know, I mean, just the nature of how this game unplayed with getting a goal called off that that should have been a goal. Um, and, and going into the third down a goal against the top five team and, and carrying the play. You know, we, we just, there was never a doubt on our bench that we were going to get the, the game tying goal. And even in overtime there, um, I thought we carried the play minus that one rush they have where the guy hit the post. But, um, you know, it's good. It's good for confidence. We, we haven't had a lot of success here at Gila River for whatever reason, but um, that's what we addressed before the, before the game today. It's like, hey, is this, it's not the building. It's not the building, it's not the gold sticks, it's not anything other than just this. It's right in between the ears, so get over it, you know, and, and enjoy playing in a great venue and an NHL venue, and that's what we did tonight, and uh, 
hopefully we can do that again next Saturday. Coach, did this feel like a potential regional NCAA regional game with the uh, quality of play that you had here? I mean, if we play like we did tonight, I like our chances. Um, I really do. And, and um, I thought we were really good tonight. I really do. Outside of a few stretches there in the second, like I said, but that, I mean, that team, you're not going to keep that team on their heels for 60 minutes. You're too good. Um, so uh, another, another really good moment for our program, even though that's an official tie. Um, to bounce back after playing so poorly last night and to play that team the way we did is a, is a, is a good good sign. In terms of high notes for the program, you've had wins like this, but this one is special, yeah? It is. You know, it, it's, it's, um, it's funny how that shootout or the three-on-three in overtime work when you get to play it. You know, this year we're forced because of the rules um, and us being an independent where um, every regular season game we play it ends after five-on-five. Um, and to me, that's just it's just un-American. It's just stupid. Um, I, I hate ties. Ties are ties are, are ties are for losers, and and, and uh, it's not good for the game of hockey. Uh, it's not good for college hockey. If it's good enough for the NHL to go to three on three and then a shootout and have it count, why is it not good enough for us? It's ridiculous. Um, and it has, to, it has to change. It has to change. If we want to grow the game, that's, that's the basis of our program out here. We want to grow the game out west. You can't end games with ties. You've got to end games like that. Um, and uh, hopefully somebody wakes up that can make the decision. Coach, you talked a little bit about Brinson tonight versus last night. Uh, last night he wasn't at his best, probably being kind on that, but uh, tonight he played really well. Brady was great. He, he, he threw, I don't know why or how, but he always finds his legs more on Saturday. Um, it's just it's how he's been since he's been here. You know? So uh, we're, we, we've even worked with him trying to replicate the, the couple of days before Friday, um, everything he does from a pattern you know, of sleep to what he does during the day, what he eats, to see if we could get him going more on Friday. And he's not bad on Friday. He's just grinning on Saturday. He's, he's, he's an unbelievable player. So. As he continues to mature, he'll find more consistency and play that way. What were your thoughts on the impact of the fourth line tonight, guys like Dom and Cliff just getting in there? I thought Dom and Cliff and Steen played well in the in the first period, um, and then it just you know I had to shorten, you know, the, it, and it was the right call, you know, what I did in the third, and it ended up panning out. But Dom and Cliff are are, are huge pieces of our team and our program, and um, you know we wouldn't be where we're at without them. Coach, you mentioned uh, P.J. Morocco a little bit. Uh, he's almost an Energizer Bunny at times out there. Can you elaborate on his play? He was good. P.J. just, you know, he's another kid. We've got to find a way to get him a little more ice. Um, but he's been a very good freshman for us, and um, he can score. You know, you, you guys are going to see before he's done here, he's going to be a kid that can put the puck in the net. Um, and, you know, he almost had one there in the first. And uh, so he, he's just got he's got to get more chances. He's earning more ice time. Coach, you happy with the uh, turnout tonight for fans both nights? Were uh, pretty solid, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what it was tonight, but last night I know it was a little over 4,000. Um, See, maybe a little less tonight. I think if we were playing for the championship, maybe more people would have come out. But for anybody that came out last night and didn't come out tonight, I don't blame them because um, we weren't good last night. And there's a lot of good football on, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it was good. We really appreciate everybody that came out. Um, I think it was a good success. I think the the venue and just the overall feel of Westgate and the hotel and everything. It, it's 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 a good uh, good place to have this. Any more questions? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Congrats. Congrats.
Johnny? <laughs> Let's talk about Johnny uh, Walker, the, go the uh, goal scorer and the passer. Nice pass to Sandu for the first one. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Uh, Sandy bear down there and uh, had, a, had a nice talk. And th those are tough. You know, you don't really see them until they hit your stick. And, he, you know, he, uh, he bear, bear down and put it in. Towards the end there, when you got that uh, game-tying goal, what were you thinking? Were you thinking that was uh, an opportunity coming your way? or? You know, we've, we've been pressing for a while. Uh, we kind of hit a lull through through the second half of the, the second period, and I, I think we really took over the third period and played played our game and, and uh, played the, the way we're capable of. And, uh, you know, you kind of felt it. We we scored one early, and, we, uh, you know, we all thought that should have counted. Bernie, Bernie uh, tapped it in there. But, uh, you know, this team just deals with adversity all the time, and there's, there's just no quit. What's the difference in the energy level tonight over last night? Can you explain that? Or uh, yeah, I mean it, it's tough, you know, uh, uh, coming off break, um, maybe a little bit, but you know, this like I said, this this group deals with adversity and has great bounce back, and uh, we we proved that tonight. There's uh, there's no doubt in the locker room that that we left a little on the table last night, and and we definitely uh, we went out and we played the way, way that we should and that we can, and you know we got the result that we wanted. Does a result like this help set the tone for what's going to be a pretty challenging stretch run for you guys? You know, we kind of take it uh, one game at a time. Uh, we knew that, uh, you know, the second half, you don't, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta get off to a good start. And um, you know, we we uh, we were a little uh, a little slow last night, and you know, to bounce back like we did tonight is huge. And uh, like I said, no quit, no quit in our team, and, and uh, it's, it's just awesome. You talk about playing at, at Healy River Arena. I know Coach talked a little bit about it's not the arena, it's not the gold sticks. What is it about coming over here? What What do you guys have to do to have find success like this all the time here? Well, you know, it's you know you, we we don't really think about it. Um, you can look into, you know, it's raining when we lose, or you know, it, it smells different. In the, uh, it, it just doesn't matter. We we show up to the rink. We we expect to win. And last night we we didn't put together. Um, a good enough game to, to give us our, ourselves a chance to win, and, and tonight we, we did. Um, I, I don't think that uh, the rink really makes uh, makes a difference. Is it a big confidence boost to win the shootout? You know, the game goes down as a tie. Yeah, I mean, like you always want to win. Uh, Valley, big snipe, top bunk, right where Monty hides the cookies. So, you know, that's awesome. Dax, Dax deserves it. Uh, played out of his mind again and, and held us in there, and, and there was just, you know, like I said, there's no quit, and even going in the shootout, we, we knew we were going to win. So, um, big for Valley to step up there. Ignoring Dad's calls this next week for the BC games? What's that? You're ignoring Dad's calls for this next week for the BC games? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, I play more games than him, so I, I think I win. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's a cool little rivalry, but I, I think he's a Sun Devil fan. Max, what were your uh, thoughts getting out there in the uh, in the shootout and getting the opportunity to uh, to get the win for your team? Well, you know, I'm not thinking too much about it when I when I get the name call. So just went down, buried my head, and kind of hope for it to go in. You haven't been in the lineup a whole lot, but you get in there now at key times. And what was it like tonight to get out there playing this big ice sheet? And what did it feel like for you? Well, when you can't get in the lineup all the time, uh, when our team's having success, you decide to have a positive attitude, which is the main thing that our team uh, is striving on right now. So when I have the opportunity to get out, just got to make the most of it. Uh, keep it simple and don't make any mistakes. Did I see a wink toward the bench when you hopped off the board there? <laughs> you might have. Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty confident, but uh, guys were guys were egging me on. So. 
You scored last year against uh, Quinnipiac, too, and then you get the goal tonight. What does this do for your confidence and for the team's confidence when you guys come back here in seven days? Um, for my confidence, it's huge. I mean, just to get the opportunity to, sh to shoot in the shootout is, is just lots of fun. But uh, for the team, rolling here in the end of 2018, bringing it into 2019, I think uh, it's going to have a lot of good momentum going into the BC weekend. Do you have a move in the bag you're thinking about using, or did you know you're just going to shoot it the whole time? I'm pretty well a shooter. So. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think I was going to overstick hand or anything like that. So. What was the mood like on the bench after uh, that goal was disallowed and just being able to overcome that last stretch there in that third period? Um, we were slightly deflated, but we have a good attitude on the bench. There was lots of positive reinforcement, and as soon as we uh, got a couple good shifts under our belt, the, the momentum started to swing in our way. What goes through your head when coach tells you uh, after a loss like the Clarkson game that you're in the next lineup? Just got to make the most of every opportunity you're given. Um, like I said, I haven't been given many opportunities, but when I do, I'm very thankful for them and I make the most of it. With competition like you had with the other three teams in this tournament, do you guys feel now like you belong in that upper tier? I believe so, and I think we've thought that since day one. When I was recruited here, Greg Powers always said, be the tradition, and uh, we're not messing around. Like we're, we're a program to reckon with now. So. So your schedule's winding down, right? You got 12 games left, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah. What's it like right now? Are these every game feel like it, it's crucial? It's a playoff game for you guys. Every game's must win to make the tournament as an independent team. It's uh, it's pretty unheard of. So we really have to bear down every opportunity we have to to get two points. It's, it's huge. How do you think an experience like this against a really good uh, Minnesota State team helps with uh, some more tough opponents looming ahead? I mean, we've had a crazy schedule so far this year. We played Penn State and we beat them in OT. Like. I think it's just one more step in our program. Beating good teams is it's going to happen. You know, once we get into a conference, it's going to be hard every night. So, you comment on playing in front of a goaltender like Jordan Gord. What's it like as a defenseman? It makes the game so much easier. Every time I go back to get the puck, he's got his head up. He's talking to me. He's letting me know what to do. And when he's making every single save and a shutout, it makes the game that much easier. Um, I live with them too, so we get along pretty well. And like the communication is crucial, especially when we're on the back check or covering pucks. So that'll do it for the 2018 Desert Hockey Classic here at Gila River as we wrap up our coverage here on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Clarkson wins the tournament championship beating Minnesota Duluth earlier this afternoon 2-1 on another great defensive effort by the Clarkson Golden Knights as well as some more great goaltending by Jake Kiley. He had a 98 save percentage uh, throughout this tournament. Clarkson was by far the best team this weekend. Uh, they played a heavy defensive style and they blocked a lot of shots. They got the sticks in the, in the passing lanes all weekend long and they clearly deserved to win the tournament. Uh, Jake Kiley was the MVP of the tournament. In the second game, Arizona State bounces back and gets a 3-2 overtime shootout win. Uh, it goes in the books as a tie as per the NCAA, but it was a much better effort for them this time around than they were on Friday night. Um, they came out strong in the first period, uh, dominated the first period, came out of it just with a 1-1 tie. Uh, Minnesota State got a late second period goal as they tried to rally back and take over the game. 
They scored with about 30 seconds to go in that second period. Uh, and so ASU goes into the third period down 2-1. to one. In the third period, ASU thought they got a tying goal with about a minute and a half left from Prince and Pashnuk, but it was called off for goaltender interference. Later, with about 30 seconds to go in the third period, ASU had pulled Joey Decord and got a game-tying goal from Johnny Walker on a scramble in front. It was also reviewed for goaltender interference, but it was quickly decided that it was a legitimate goal, so we went into overtime. Uh, Minnesota State hit a double post with their best opportunity in the overtime, um, but neither team was able to score, so we went to a shootout. Shootout was best of three. Uh, nobody scored in the first three shots for either team. Fourth round, also no goal. So finally, in the fifth round of the shootout, ASU puts out uh, Max Balanson, who's playing in only his third game this year, and he comes out and he rips a shot past Dryden McKay, uh, the Minnesota State goalie, to give ASU the one nothing lead in the shootout. And Joey Decord puts it away with the save on the last shot. So even though ASU if game with Minnesota State officially ends in a tie, they come out with a win in the shootout and salvage something this weekend. ASU will drop to 10 in the pairwise, down from down from ninth. So considering that they did not play well on Friday night, salvaging the game on Saturday, only dropping one spot in the pairwise, good for them. Minnesota State is at 11, and Clarkson, who wins this tournament, was in the mid-20s, jumping all the way up to 18. So a good weekend of hockey here, a very regional-like feel for the NCAA tournament. Uh, if you were here, you saw some really good hockey for the most part. If you weren't, hopefully you kept up with our coverage all weekend long. Keep tuning in to College Hockey Southwest Weekly every week for the most complete coverage of college hockey here in the Valley and elsewhere. And make sure that you keep following uh, all the various programming that we have for you. We have the five-minute powers play, the rookie and the vet, and, of course, uh, the long-distance devil. And I'll go back to being long-distance uh, for the next episode. So, once again, Clarkson wins the tournament. ASU comes out in third place, uh, beating Minnesota State in the shootout. Very good tournament, and hopefully it's just another step in the ASU march towards a possible NCAA tournament bid. Thanks for listening to this College Hockey Southwest Weekly Podcast, brought to you by College Bar and Grill, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, OxyPow, Peoria Ford, Super Embroidery and Screen Printing, Oceanside Ice Arena, and Devil's Hockey.shop. Remember, you can find us on the web at icetimehockeysw.com. Thanks for listening.